It's dark. It's dirty. It's dangerous. It's cold. It's Trolls in the Dungeon with Sandy and Talia. Thought she ought to know. Sandy, did you finish your string cheese? I'm still chewing. <laughs> Chew faster. I'm not good at that. Continue. Oh, we've done it. Hello and welcome to Trolls in the Dungeon with Sandy and Talia. Sandy's tied up at the moment, swallowing her string cheese. Okay. The bulk of it's down my throat. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to Trolls in the Dungeon. Today's episode is... Hanging with the Weasleys. Yep, we're going to talk about the Weasleys today. A lot. We're going to talk a lot about the Weasleys. Because who doesn't love the Weasleys? I don't know. I, I want mean, to talk about them all the time. I know. <laughs> They're yeah. amazing. I don't love every single character of the Weasleys, I guess, but... We're going to get into that! <laughs> but, for the most part... I love the Weasleys, and I would want to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that, and we're going to make you do that, too. Before we get into the show, we have a retraction that we wanted to cover really fast in the third episode. So we were talking about the troll of the episode, Hermit Patty, Allison Edel, who was the CEO of Treadwell, which was uh, cannabis CBD stuff for humans and animals. Right. And it was stated on this program that Permit Patty does not have a permit for her business. However, in addition to no longer being the CEO of her business, which is still operating, we are assuming that they have all their permits in place, whether or not their business is operating in a legal gray area. So we retract that piece of unfounded information sh- shenaniganry <laughs> rumors fly yes that that ru- it was a rumor on the internet and it was unfounded and so we take it back it back <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're still our cunt yeah she's still a cunt but she lost her job and so did the sentient marshmallow adam bloom who tried to stop a woman from swimming in her own pool her own pool Ugh. called the police on her luckily the police were what are we going to start finding these people? I don't know, but... Is it happening? I, I would like to know if anybody if, knows. If you call the police on somebody and you're being a fucking asshole and you're not calling you're, the police because you're scared or worried or you see anything wrong happening, but you're, you're just wasting fucking... wasting their time from somebody else who actually has an emergency. You are an asshole. So fuck off with that. A dangerous asshole. And I hope asshole. that you got anybody who does that. None of our listeners would ever do such no, a thing. No, because our listeners are classy. Right. And have better shit to do with their but time. But if you know somebody who does, call them out on their shit, obviously. Yeah. And I hope they get fined. I, I really hope that that becomes a thing. Yeah. That we don't because do that anymore because it's a, it's a, it's against a law. It should be against a law. I'm not that really I'm, certain that it is. That's why I'm a little surprised that we're yeah. just doing this. Willy-nilly. But it's always white people calling and white. you can just do yeah. whatever you want if you're white. 
And I would know. I've been doing whatever I want because I'm white, like, my whole fucking life. We're the and fucking it's worst. Like, but I don't fucking call the cops on people. I'm not trying to get no. anybody murdered while I'm gallivanting around being white. No. Jesus Christ. Uh, the more okay. I dig into white privilege, the sadder and sadder my life actually looks. Anyway, so, I also wanted to talk about... <laughs> this podcast and how apparently it's spam we're spam y'all we're spam and all i can think of is monty python spam 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 sandy and i are in a number of facebook groups about harry potter because harry potter's life and that's what we do literally all i think about all of the time so like I, I I knit Harry Potter and I podcast Harry Potter and I read Harry Potter and I listen to Harry Potter podcasts and like it's just my whole life. And I thought that other people who were obsessed enough about Harry Potter that they to join a Facebook group <laughs> might be interested in our tiny little podcast. Interested enough to maybe wanna listen to us ramble on about Harry Potter. Learn about us and learn about, you know, all of our unfounded theories and Times that other people have been wrong in front of us that we immediately needed to call them out on. And I got I got yelled at by the by the admin who wanted me to read the rules. And then I looked up on that post and it was just the admin tagging people about the specific rule that they violated. So apparently that is that person's fucking only kick in life is to tell other people that they're breaking the fucking rules. Thank you for that, you mindless factotum. <laughs> But if you like this fucking podcast, there's a couple of ways that you can interact with us. We would love to find a way to have you on the show. If we can't have you on the show through Anchor co-hosts or having you in the actual dungeon, you can like the Facebook page. You interact can, with us via in Facebook. We're totally we're, interested. We're we wanted, still on Facebook way too much want, of the time. We want to know your deep burning questions and or we want to know what you even think about us in general. Your votes for troll of the episode or troll oh, yeah. of the day or troll of the lifetime. Like, please just fucking. And it, it can be in the books or in real life. Doesn't matter. Yeah, fictional, real. There's so many real trolls. Like all of our trolls have been real. Yeah, we didn't okay. intend for that. That was a, that was never the goal of this. No, it was. Podcast. We were just gonna be all like, we're gonna talk about book five, and we're gonna like talk about fucking Dolores Umbridge. We're gonna have a whole episode of just Dolores Umbridge. Oh yeah, we are. But Permit Patty, you only get ten seconds right at the end of the episode. All right, let's talk about the Weasleys. Who are the best family ever? Yeah, they're. They are the opposite of trolls. <laughs> Talia is battling a fly over here. <laughs> I won. It's not gonna... It's buzz my face anymore. She didn't win. It's still alive, so it's just gonna come back around. Anyways, it's probably attracted by your cheese. I ate it. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is the fly still here, Sandy? <laughs> it was buzzing around you, not me, so... Dungeon flies. <laughs> anyway, the Weasleys. Opposite of trolls. Amazing family. I wish that they were real. Do you have our rankings available? I do. I, let me just pull those up real fast. So a couple of weeks ago, we thought it'd be funny to just straight up rank the Weasleys. Like, of the 11 Weasleys that, that I know of. We're aware of. I guess there's a 12th because Fleur married into the family. Yeah, that's true. She, but, I, she's pretty Weasley-ish, too. She's she's great. She's great. Yeah. We're going to talk about her. Yeah, her. and how she's, underrated she is. Yeah, she's fucking awesome. Okay, so, Sandy is going to read her rankings, and then I will read mine. So my particular rankings, Molly, as we discussed in the first episode... Is so my, she's starting I, my at opinion. one. Yeah, starting at one. So Molly, uh, Fred, 
mainly because he died and my heart aches every time I think of him. And then George, Arthur, Ginny, Bill, Great Auntie Muriel, Billius, Charlie, Ron, and Percy. Okay. Oh no, go ahead. Well, okay. Well, why don't we? Why don't you go read yours first, and then we can discuss. Give me your phone. Okay, fine. That's what I was reaching for. Okay. So, uh, my number one, as we talked about in episode one, is Auntie Muriel. (laughs) My number two is Ginny, and then Molly, George, Fred, Billius, Bill, Arthur, Charlie, Percy, and then Ron. (laughs) And this is edited because we forgot about Billius. (laughs) We had to pop him back in. Why don't we talk about, okay, the only person we agree on yeah. is Charlie. So literally the only ranking that the two of us agreed on was Charlie. And, and he's like third to the end yeah. on both. <laughs> and Charlie is just, he's not the worst because he's so blah. He can't be the worst because I don't have feelings for him one way or the other. Yeah, he's like a filler Weasley. He is a filler we- Weasley. Can we talk about why uh, why you put Fred ahead? You said because he died? Yes. My heart so, aches. So, hilariously, I like Fred better, and I put George Weasley because I have Jew guilt about everything in my life. Let's be real. But I have guilt about him always, always being second fiddle. So I put him first in my lineup. He's he's the first twin. Okay. that's. I mean, that's... Yeah. But, you, know, you, should, gets, you should own your feelings, though. I know that you have your, your guilt yeah, and whatever. I have my Catholic guilt, so yeah. I get it. But Fred like, is my favorite, but I want George to rank higher on the list. But he would never, because <laughs> Fred died, so like... Fred was my favorite before. <laughs> I, I, actually, mine too. He's always got the ones right, with snappy he, comebacks. But like, he always has the snappy comebacks. It's um, obnoxiously It's great. Good. Uh, so like, he was already my favorite to begin with, and then he died, which just bumped him. It's like, George will never be the favorite, favorite of the two, because... Yeah. You know, he lost but he has, even. He has so much depth, though. Oh, God, and, like, like, all the headcanon now. Oh, because, every headcanon about him. We have, we have, we will share. Lots. Yeah, we've got lots. <laughs> we will ruin your day quite efficiently later. Back to Charlie. So, at so, some point, I wrote down the following quote, and I think it must have been me that said this and wrote it down, but it's, like, it's too funny, so I'm gonna read it like it's a quotation from some famous <laughs> fucking person. About, about Charlie Weasley. He fucks with dragons, and he's still boring as shit. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the sum of my feelings about Charlie Weasley. Yeah, same. But, because he's the most uninteresting Weasley, we found fanfic about Charlie Weasley specifically, which, by the way, was challenging, but still only took me, like, less than three minutes to find this fanfiction. Leather Wings and Scaly Things. Initial thoughts? It's cute. Cool name. Yeah, I like it. So, oh, special. Well, just, just because, basically, he meets another animal person, and... Dork for animals. She's not also an animal. <laughs> an animal person. But whatever. Anyway, so yeah, she she's a magizoologist... Um, who studies Thestrals yeah. and is making the connection between Thestrals and dragons. Which he finds fascinating, obviously. Well, obviously, as a dragon a, handler. And an academic. Right. Seems like a pretty good match. It's, I mean, it's not smutty or anything. No, it's not smutty. It's, um, Although, maybe cute, it'll go that way. Yeah, cutely romantic. If you have social anxiety, 
you'll recognize a lot of what's happening yeah. there. They, they portray Charlie as being more introverted than I think that he's actually written. He's, I but barely he's, know anything about Charlie. But, I mean, really the only thing we know about him is that he handles dragons and that he once was playing push a table with his older brother, Bill, Bill when they were like yeah. trying to knock the table in the air. Right, but also and, that he used to be a, a Quidditch player. And that he was a really he, good so seeker. He was, he was a really young, really good seeker for Gryffindor's team. So we know that he's an athlete. We know that he loves dragons and animals. And literally neither of those things you need to like talking to people to be able no. to do. So, so I mean, I, I buy the fact that he could be socially awkward, and he is, sure. y'all. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty well written. Yeah. I didn't notice. If I liked it. Was it. A, I wanted more. Yeah, I didn't notice if it was a work in progress. I kind I'm, of hope it is. I think there was a note of. I didn't see what year it was written, Ish. but I thought that it said at the bottom the author said that there was going to be more coming. So hopefully that's yeah, a thing so that happens. Maggie and Charlie's story will continue soon. Published in 2018. So yeah. All right. Cool. So we might actually get more of that, which would be great. Yeah, it would be great because I. I'll forget a, to check it. I think it. it was pretty well written. Hopefully, I'll remember to check it. Same. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really into the whole fan fiction thing. Tali has kind of got me on board with that just recently because of, the, shit. because of the fan fiction reviews that we've been doing. I've been kind of forced to read some shit now. Only one week was fucking terrible. The rest have been pretty good. Actually, yeah, they've been pretty good. And I, I thought that the, the author wrote George's voice pretty well. He was kind of... Nothing felt... Forced? Or wrong. No, right. no, There was no part of a character where I was just like, that is not them speaking right there. Yeah. So that's all the Charlie talk. So the next set of Weasleys that we're going to talk about is Molly and Arthur, the captains of the Weasley team. We love them, I think is the TLDR. <laughs> yes, we do. As you know, Molly is my favorite because she's just a really warm person. And then Arthur is also extremely... Yeah. They're high you know, up on my list, too. Yeah, like... Um, I definitely... I'm scared of Molly. I would mind my manners around her. Oh, for sure. She's not... I mean, she sends howlers. She's not the way that my mom is, but she is probably the way I will be as a mom. I definitely treat my fur babies the way that Molly treats her human children. <laughs> you yell at your fur babies? When they're being shit. little punk asses. Yeah, yes, I, I do. <laughs> I used to yell at my dog a lot. I, I mean... Actually, I called her shitless. That was her nickname. <sighs> because one the time... The cutest fucking dog you guys have ever fucking I'll seen I'll post a picture lives. because she's so cute. Right, <laughs> she was. My, I was like, she oh breaks my, my heart now because I lost her a few years ago and, and I wish every day that I didn't. I nicknamed her shitless because one time I, we were at the gas station and the door was locked because I was feeling, I don't know why I locked it, but I had just gone to a place and got a milkshake and it was in the front seat and Diana was in the back seat and I look over and she's pulled the, my milkshake from the front seat to the back seat, to, and she's proceeding to lick the whipped cream out of it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like knocking on the door, and I'm like, Laurel, 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 you gotta open the door. And, she's, and Laurel thinks that there's something wrong with Diana. And I'm like, no, she has my fucking milkshake. <laughs> Just open the door. So she opened the door. I ripped the milkshake out of her hand, which she'd only gotten the, the whipped cream out of it. Her so it was. Paw. Oh, her paw, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she ripped it out of her paw. Out of her mouth, actually. Um, <laughs> 
but she'd only gotten the whipped cream, so I scraped that part off, and it was still salvageable. <laughs> but like, I would have eaten it. And then I, was, I, I looked <laughs> straight at her. Cream. I looked straight at her, and I was like, "You're you're my shit list. You're a little shit list." <laughs> and so henceforth, she was known as the shit list, the sweetest, most beautiful fucking out. Like I know that you guys are picturing like a ratty little chihuahua or some fucking she's like gross schnauzer. No, she is a fucking basset hound, and she's beautiful. And so every was, everybody every baby can be a fucking punk ass. Oh, for sure. Is and I think that I understand Molly Weasley the most <laughs> when I'm mad at my cat who I adore and love and would give the fucking I and have the food off of my plate. I'm not as warm as and Mrs. the Weasley. skin off of my breasts because that's where she likes to scratch me. <laughs> Your cat um, is a lot more mean than mine. My cat loves me. Fed her steak. Fed her steak when we were oh out of God. punk food. I know. <laughs> I would never, ever feed my cat steak. I love ever. her so much. Oh, I barely ever have steaks. What I do is all mine. Right. <laughs> like, I know. I know. Never. She, ha- she didn't have wet food for several days, and she was starting to get really like upset and like hurt about it. And I didn't think she was actually even eating. Like <laughs> she had dry food, and like I don't think she was even eating it. She was like on a fucking hunger strike. So I gave her my food. Not all of it. She had three pieces. That was it. Small little cubes. I cut little, little uh, rare cubes out of my delicious steak strips. Okay, not talking about my cat anymore. We're talking about Molly Weasley and Arthur Weasley. Also, yeah, we'll talk about him in a second. Okay. But one of my favorite things that I've ever seen on the internet, so thank you if you are the internet person who came up with this, is that no matter how ugly your knitting is, Molly Weasley would be proud of you for doing it. And as crafters, we really, sometimes that's all we have to hold on to. That's true. And I'm a terrible, I I knit, but I'm pretty much terrible. She's she's not. There's holes all over my work that I don't bother. supposed to be there because you're knitting. Knitting fabric has holes in it. Well, no, but like buttonholes. Unintentional buttonholes. And I don't want to bother going back and fixing them. I'm like, no. Have I showed you the way where you just pull it in the back and then cut it and then like do a little knot? I'll show you. I didn't. Like, I I quick and dirty fix everything. That's what I was thinking about doing for myself as well once it's done. And if if it even bothers me by then, I don't even know. Uh, Anyway, um. So, Arthur Weasley. Arthur Weasley. He's just funny. He's a love. I love how obsessed he is with the muggle world. He's so patient with his children. And I really want to talk, just, you know. We have gifts. I mean, not gifts. We have memes. Memes. So many memes. We'll share them all to our Facebook page, but which if you haven't liked yet, you totally should. You should. Uh, Sandy, us. You want to hear you. Sandy, I've, I've literally invited every single person that I'm Facebook friends with to like our I podcast. invited the people I know are Harry Potter fans. Nope. Invite everybody else. <laughs> the, those people don't care. Those people would mock me for liking Harry Potter. You're breaking Potter. my balls. I'm sorry. We need to know more people. I, I don't I don't know, know that, that many, many people. people. You know a lot more people than I do. Yeah, but I don't like any of them, so I've blocked them on Facebook. Well, I like basically everybody <laughs> I've... Well, I like Such is the life most of the troll. people I'm friends with on Facebook. Nobody likes us anymore. I'm an introvert. So, so anyway, I don't like and share, although me telling you to do that, I guess, is being spammy. And begging for... Begging yeah, begging for, for likes. Yes. Anyway, so Arthur Weasley, you know, sometimes life gets you down, and... It does, Sandy. It does get me down. Especially lately. But anyway, when you don't feel great about yourself, 
Just remind yourself that Arthur Weasley would think that you're incredible because you know how to operate a toaster. That thought literally uplifts me every goddamn day of my life. I do. And I've known people with way weirder obsessions and collections than his plugs and his muggle, I mean, what's, muggle accoutrement. Honestly, plugs, if you look at plugs, though, as a muggle, I mean, oh well. Like, I know what they're for, but, yeah, like, but like, I used to collect broken Bic lighters. I mean, you, like, they're fucking seen weird. The diff- have you seen, like, a, a, a plug from, like, the UK? Oh, yeah, they're way weirder. So weird. Israeli like, plugs, too. I haven't Super had I'm not sure I've actually ever seen an Israeli yeah. one. Yeah. Like, they're all I, weird. When I went to London, I bought, I bought a little, like, plug thing that converts to a variety yeah. of things. It's just a travel plug so yeah. that I can just, wherever I go, I can... Uh, plug my device in, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's not wrong for thinking they're interesting because there's, so, I mean, so many different types from different regions, and definitely there are weirder things to collect. I would absolutely go to the Arthur Weasley Museum of Plugs. I'd love to see what he would make as a museum, <laughs> like the Muggle, the Muggle Museum. And yeah. like, what would he collect? Ar- Arthur there? Weasley's. You know, they, they run off of electricity you now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Eclectricity. <laughs> I always say eclectricity, but I'm probably mangling it far more than he I, is. I, I don't know. I, I'm just remembering off the top of my head. The next set of Weasleys to talk about is the twins. Oh, God. I know. This is a really hard one. We, first of all, tis what she proclaimed. <laughs> and second of all... <laughs> We love them so much. I remember the first time I read the Gred and Forge joke. <laughs> I fucking laughed until I peed. Like, I, I, had to, I had to stop, put the book down, and then just fucking dissolve into laughter. Like, I laughed until people thought there was something fucking wrong with me. <laughs> that fucking tickled me so hard. Me too. I always think about, like, getting animals and naming them Gred and Forge. Um, and I was really pushing for that when Talia got her rats, but she named them something else. Oh, I should have done that. I don't remember. I don't even remember having that conversation. What? I just named my boy rats girls' names. It's which is, fine. Which is great. It's, it's fine. fine. It's but fine. Gretchen Ford would have been better. <laughs> They're cute and I love them. I mean, I'll have other pets, Sandy. Well, Gretchen Forge will never be... It will never be fish. I don't um, know why I'm picturing Gretchen Forge being a pair of fish. It will never be fish at my house. <laughs> I'm not really a fish person. I need to be able to snuggle my animals. Yes. I, I need to know that if I touch them, they won't die. I had fish for a while, and then I moved, and they got neglected, and then they <laughs> kind of got bloat. Aww. <laughs> fish. I'm not a great fish mommy, as it turns out, because they don't bug you when they want to be fed. Even my rats are like, they're pretty quiet about it, but I like walk by them and then Violet sneezes on me and I'm like, oh right, yeah, you guys exist. Mm. Yeah. My, also, my cat would never ever let me forget If it's to been a him. certain number of days, like the pee smell hits me first and then I'm like, two things. A, you exist, huzzah, and B, I really need to clean that cage. <laughs> right. Red and George. Red and Forge. Have we, have we wasted enough time? Should we get into it? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> All right. We love them and they make us sad because, because we love them. Fred, Fred, it just breaks Fred. me apart. And then not just Fred dying, but George having to cope afterwards. Yeah. That's what really breaks my heart is just this whole... And, and we know that he does. We yeah. know that he marries Angelina Johnson, who they... I almost said they skated together. <laughs> they flew together on the Quidditch team at Hogwarts. You know, they were very good friends. Although I think that the, that Angelina initially was with Fred. Nope, she wasn't. They were just friends. Okay. He invited her to the Yule Ball, but they were just friends. Okay. Yeah. So we know that they're together, and that life does go on. He does end up, 
you know, running... Somebody's got to run the shop. Run the shop. There's a few different head cannons and some official cannon where uh, Ron comes to the shop and right. ends up I think, I think he, Ron was an order at first and then decided that really wasn't his gig, which really it never he, should have been. He just wanted to do it because Mad-Eye Moody told... Some other people, they'd be good at it. Right. And so he got It's like kind of, having an FBI agent teach a fucking criminology class for a year at your fucking high school, and then he loves your two best friends and not totally really ignores you. you. <laughs> so like, well, i him. Yeah, basically. Um, and that doesn't work out for Ron every time he tries to fucking show somebody up. So. Yeah. I think that the running of the store was a good fit for him. Like, he's he likes his pranks and stuff. Right. And I think that he never... Ron never really got to hang with Fred and George as much as he wanted to. So he gets to bond with George. He gets to do something that's fun. Like, he was always more interested in mischief. You know, like, Harry and Hermione are sneaking around because shit's important. Ron just likes mischief. Yeah. He's he's more like the twins than than he is like his Chrissy older brothers. I was going to read a... Sad thing to hurt your heart. To hurt your heart. Sandy hates you. Dear sweet (laughs) listeners... But I don't. <laughs> Who I want to talk at least about, I can't find the, the, the meme or the headcanon, but it was basically that after George lost Fred and the Battle of Hogwarts, he developed various candies and things to help with PTSD, and he developed a loud noise trigger suppressing device to help with the loud noises and a range of fireworks that didn't make noise. And I, and I love that That's idea. Great, like, actually. I could really fucking stand to have fireworks that don't make noise in my friggin' neighborhood. Me too, because they're, they're still so going pretty. Off. They're so pretty. They're still going off. I, oh, I know. Fuck. I hate that so much. It is July 9th, and they are still happening at night, and it's like, okay, I got animals and also, I jump at loud noises, and yeah. I don't even have PTSD from war. I can't imagine how that must be. Like, right. it's, it's not, okay, there's the one day, the, you know, lead up to it is terrible, and then it's supposed to stop after that one day. That's the deal. And it doesn't. And it never does, ever. And it's so frustrating. <gasps> All the memes are gone forever. I would probably start reading books again, <laughs> TBH. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? I was like, I would die. I'm like, no, I wouldn't die. I'd probably just go read. back I'd to be doing what we, what we did before we had yeah. this. <laughs> we read books. That's probably how I got through all seven Harry Potters because memes weren't a thing yet. Actually, they've always been a thing. A meme is a gene of knowledge. <laughs> Boom. Now you all know that. Is that. I'm gonna go back to my knitting. Okay. Is that real? Yes, it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yes. That was that one, and then there was also another one that I can't find. It pisses me off. And (laughs) Tully and I both looked for it. Neither of us could find it. Oh, wait, no, no. That's at the end. That's at the end? Yeah, because it's our deep question. Oh, I guess so. Okay. We'll save that frustrating exercise. I fucking Googled it, you guys. Me too, and I couldn't find it either. Which is so stupid, because I've read it multiple times. Anyway, uh, but actually, I'm, I think I'm going to stop talking about how sad Fred is, and we're just going to go with uh, a meme that I found that is amazing. Fred doesn't die if I skip that page. <laughs> and so LeVar gonna... Burton pointing at his fucking, like, I'm a thinker. Yeah, <laughs> that's using your old noodle. Yep, so Fred doesn't die if you skip that page, guys. 
And so I'm just going to yeah. go with that. Life hack. So we can go on to the to funnier things about how Fred and George learned how to operate the Marauder's Map. Oh my god, so good. Yes. So fucking And good. it's pretty much great. And there's someone who wrote how they want a story about how Fred and George are staring at this blank piece of paper and trying to figure out why folks would label it as dangerous. <laughs> and then going through every this possible is... variation of I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good before actually hitting the right word. For example... I promise I'm going to fuck shit up. <laughs> Mr. Mooney would like to ask Messrs. Weasley why they think such a foul language is necessary to accomplish mis- mischief. Mr. Wormtail would like to inform Messrs. We- Weasley that they are getting warmer. Mr. Padfoot would like to high-five Messrs. Weasley. Mr. Prongs would like to have a pint with Messrs. Weasley, as they seem just like his kind of people, as long as they solemnly swear it. <laughs> I love this idea. Yeah. I, I absolutely love... And I'd like to see the it sentient, written... The sentient map is is so fucking great, and we don't really see enough of it. Like, we only... It's only, like, book three, right? Where we, yeah. meet, we meet the map, and Snape is trying to make it work, and he knows that something is familiar about it, but he can't quite figure out what it is, and he's yes. just getting more and more pissed off about it. I definitely want to see that story as well. And also, it's made better by the fact that it's kind of confirmed by JKR herself. Yeah. There's a little clip where she was doing an interview with MuggleNet, which is one of the OG pod- Harry Potter podcasts back in the day. It's July 16th, 2005. She's talking to one of the one of the people the host the host <laughs> and she asks how do they work to figure out the map and J. Carr says don't you well this is how I explained it to myself at the time and this does sound glib don't you think it would be a quite a Fred and George-ish thing to say in jest and then see this thing transform can't you just see them but the exact word combination is that just a lot of luck or Felix Felicis or the map just helped yeah I can see that you can kind of sort of see them answering and joking with each other and then the map flickering into life here and there when they got closer and closer and finally they hit upon the exact right word combination it just erupts. I feel like it's not outside the realm of possibility for the maps to be kind of like, yeah, yeah, just, you know. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And I, and like, I love... it, it will talk to you if you ask it questions. Right, just you know, prodding it in right, on, yeah. right direction. Mm-hmm. Writers out there, write one for me. I want to read it. I'll read it. And we can review it for you, too. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> but you know how harsh a critic I am, so make it good. Sandy's mean. I, I'm, I at least have respect for <laughs> your delicate uh, baby feelings. Uh, I should, I should be, as a creative person, I understand the struggle too. I should be kinder. Meh, um, controls. You know, because fun, so. constructive criticism is much more helpful than just be like, you suck! <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much more fun to shout that you suck! <laughs> So don't suck, and then give us nothing to shout about. Yes, because I will praise you, make you glow with praise, <laughs> if it's good. We won't. You'll be like, I found nothing to criticize. I have evidence, I have evidence of that from 20 minutes ago. I have recordings of it. <laughs> what do you mean? I said it was cute. <laughs> yeah, it was alright. No. Um, I'm not, okay, I'm not Snape in my... It, no, you're not Snape. I mean, I will at least be like, it was good. Uh, well, Talia will make you glow with praise then, and I will be like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. It's great, it's fine. It's probably fine. Next set of Weasleys! Set, right? Are we done? Yeah, I think okay. so. Our next set is Bill and Floor. <laughs> Such a revolting couple. 
How are they revolting? Just so smooshy. Oh, oh, yeah. They're they're not fun to double date. No. Sure. God, I would die. I mean, after 10 years of marriage or whatever, they're probably, like, they're probably a little more mellow. Less gross. I think they're, they're a lot more mellow in, like, book seven, even. Shell Cottage, they're not, like, mushing on each other all the time. Yeah. The, the beginning stages. Way. The beginning stages are always just super goofy. New relationship gross. energy. <laughs> yeah, y'all are disgusting. <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. Right. But uh, also, you know, we're happy that you're happy and whatever. I guess. Just don't let me see it. <laughs> Sandy is never happy. <laughs> that is absolutely not true. I kind of nothing Bill. I don't have a lot of feelings about Bill. I have a lot yeah, of feelings about Floor. I do too. Bill is... Many of them sexual and romantic. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's somewhere between, like, do I, I think have a crush on her? Or would I love this to cast be in the movie. I haven't even fucking seen the entirety of that movie, so I can't even speak like, to that. I wanted her to be so, so much more hot. Well, I wanted Lily Evans to be hot and Ginny to be hot, but... They should have been. Yeah. They really should have been. Not young Ginny. Like, older Ginny. 17, 18-year-old. 25-year-old Ginny. I don't know. What are you talking about? Like, I don't know. Like... Play play 18, but be 25. That's the safest way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Film floor is meh. Film everything is meh. That's true. And I'm not. They never cast however one to. Furious about it. Yeah, Fleur is. We've decided that Fleur is highly underrated. There is a great. I know I have it in here this time though, guys. So <laughs> it's not there. So yeah. So we don't have to wait forever to find it. Here you go. Okay, Fleur. Did everyone just forget? About when Bill was attacked by Greyback and he had tons of scars and Mrs. Weasley was like, oh, better call off the wedding. And Fleur was like, why the fuck would we do that? And Mrs. Weasley basically said that Fleur only liked Bill because of his looks and Fleur totally told her and was like, I love him no matter what he looks like. And she turned out to be really cool. I feel like Fleur is underrated. The next person says, what she said exactly was, quote, I'm beautiful enough for both of us, unquote. And honestly, when has anything been more iconic? (laughs) I love it so much. The next person, Fleur is constantly shit on because she's pretty especially by Hermione and even Jimmy. Fleur was a Triwizard champion, deemed the most worthy in her entire school. She's not stupid, and when Harry reminds the girls that she's not an idiot, both Hermione and Ginny accuse Harry of only sticking up for her because he thinks she's hot, which smacks uncomfortably of the girls being catty and hating the pretty girl bullshit. Fleur never forgot that Harry saved her sister when he did not have to, and even at the time, she outright stated that she deserved zero points for allowing the Grindy Lows to stop her. So, as to her being hot, she's part Vila. It's literally in her blood. She can't turn it off, and blaming her for guys being attracted to her is way too similar to saying she's asking for it. it it really is people can't help what they look like whether they're beautiful or ugly it's just like leave that looks it's, alone it's what not... what are you gonna do with it that counts honestly right. and flora's really cool parents i love her dad the delacours are fucking great her dad is adorable and goofy and then her mom who obviously has a great sense of humor to be super into her her kind of small goofy dad her mom is like gracious a wonderful guest and a wonderful like yeah it's just like uh she helped with housework while she was visiting you know and and you don't have to fucking do that when you're a guest no you really don't you know but she she was helpful and lovely and kind even though she's fucking half Vila. Like, she didn't have to be anything of the sort. Mrs. Weasley, who's known in the fandom for taking in strays and loving everyone so much, actively hated Fleur for over a year with absolutely no concrete reason to do so. Janie says the only reason Bill likes Fleur is that he's, quote, always gone in for a bit of adventure. 
And in my humble opinion, this is one of the cattiest, most insulting things ever said in the entire series. Flora is the Elle Woods of the wizarding world. She's had to fight against her looks every step of the way to prove that she belongs at the table, that she isn't just a pretty face, that she deserves the attention for her deeds or her words or her heart, not just because of her face. To not be objectified by everyone she meets, to make friends who care about her for who she is, not what she looks like. I maintain this is why she chose Bill. He treats her like a person, and why she adores Harry. Harry has always treated her like a person, too. He blushes when she kisses him, but he's a six-year-old boy. He blushes at everything. And when they first met, he was nervous around her, but he was also nervous around Cedric and Crumb. It was because they were older than him, not right. because of a crush. Harry never once thought about asking her to the ball. At the burrow, Harry doesn't stare at her or claim for her to kiss him or get distracted and drop things because she's nearby. That's why she likes him. Nearly everyone else in that house is awful to her. It's really not a surprise that she's a bit snotty back. Yes, Flora is hella underappreciated, and I have capital F feelings about it. Me too! Beanie Bainini. <laughs> Tumblr user. Beanie Bainini. Beanie Bainini. Okay. Beanie Bainini. Okay. Sure. It made more sense when you said it. <laughs> I mean, when, when does anybody's handle actually ever make sense? Unless it's their name. Mine's, but, my, like, mine's my name. My, well, I'm so boring. Mine is too. But see, they're, they're adorable. And also, like, Jenny's talking about how Bill likes to go for a bit of adventure, but she ends up being a housewife, basically. Yeah. She's, she's not, she's like... domestic. She's not out doing... The daring, the daring do. Yeah, she's not, you know, the sports legend that Ginny becomes. She's right. not the fucking ministry superstar that Hermione is. Like, she, maybe that's why Mrs. Weasley doesn't like her, because, you know... She's being replaced. Sometimes you hate things about other people that remind you of the things you hate about yourself. Sure. Or Mrs. Weasley, you know, used to be a little bit more adventurous before she became a housewife, but that's what she chose to be. Mm -hmm. It made her happy. Of course they could have had more money if... She had worked also, but right. she loved being a homemaker. Right. And I think that I probably will also someday really enjoy that. Just fucking puttering around in the garden, yelling at my kids, fucking hanging out with my animals, working on my knitting, and like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Ali, Ali Wong on Netflix. <laughs> She's like, that bitch is retired. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I haven't actually seen those. I need to. They're very good. You should see them. And I, I, so should you, dear listeners. I, I will. I make a, a point of doing so. Our... I actually want to go back to Mrs. Weasley, though. Okay. Because, go back to Mrs. because we couldn't talk about how she, the theory that she deliberately was yelling out what platform. Oh my gosh. I, I love that story so much. We need much. to find that. And that's, that's another one that I have a really hard time finding. And it is I actually so... have it saved in my photos. But okay. it was too much. Too many photos. To, add it on to, Slack because no, it is no, because so funny. I'm not gonna add it on Slack because it's too many photos. To I, do. I I would like you to add it to Slack okay. just so that I have access to it. Okay, thank you. I will do that for rah, you. Rah, just rah, for rah. you. Thanks. Thanks. So, it's kind of long, but I'm gonna read it anyway because it's fucking hilarious. It's so good. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. Okay. I have feelings. Capital so, F feelings. Head cannon up. Molly Bamf Weasley. Saw a scrawny, underfed child with an owl who had no idea where he was going and looked lost and confused and was like, ah, oh, yep, new son, but, <laughs> but didn't want to scare him by outright approaching and asking if he needed help, so she was just like, Muggles! Muggles everywhere! Does anyone know what platform number to wizard school is? What's that? Nine and three quarters? Oh yes, that's right. The platform is nine and three quarters. <laughs> of course, seeing how Harry isn't the most observant bloke, he's the least observant of all of the blokes. <laughs> she probably ushered her kids past him fifty times as different ones screamed the platform number until they finally got his attention. Anyway, eleven forty-five. 
They had just enough time to make it into the, onto the platform, get their trunks loaded, and say their goodbyes. Molly ushered them along, wishing that she could just apparate them all into the train and be done with it. There was too much to do, too much to say, too much... All at once, she screeched to a halt. Percy crashed into her cart, causing the trims to snicker. A tiny boy was being crossly turned away by a security guard, a boy whose ribs poked through the baggy shirt, whose glasses were broken, whose jaw was trembling as he tried to find his way. Well, surely she could be the person to guide him there. And did he? Yes, he had an owl. He was one of them. The poor child. He looked so lost. Where were his parents? Never mind. Never mind. She would see to hit that he would get on that train. She just had to be careful. She couldn't startle him. He'd run off. That would be the end of it. No, no, they had to be crafty. 11.47 a.m. Packed with muggles, of course, Molly said loudly, ushering her very confused children past the boy. What's the platform number again? Nine and three quarters, Percy said. Mother, how could you have forgotten? It was George who nudged him as he understood what she was doing. She had done it before, after all, and would do it again. Unfortunately, it didn't work. The boy didn't seem to notice them. 11.48 a.m. Packed with muggles, of course, said Molly again, marching her children past once more. What's the platform number? Nine and three quarters, Fred and George screamed in unison. <laughs> and still the boy remained lost. 11.49 a.m. Mom, Ron panted, tripping over himself as he <sighs> ran to keep up with her. Slow down. Molly ignored him as she practically flew past the poor boy. Packed with muggles, of course. Now, what's the platform number? Nine and three quarters, Ron bellowed. <laughs> 11.50 a.m. Molly honestly didn't care if her entire family missed the train, and she had to set off across the UK herself like a mother leading a flock of ducklings. She was going to help this boy onto the bloody train. <laughs> she marched past him with a fire determination and said, Packed with muggles, of course. The boy looked up. Yes! Okay, yes! this is it. This you is can it. do it, this Harry! It. Play it cool. She was following them, listening, pretending not to. They stopped. Now, Molly said, What's the platform number? Nine and three quarters, piped Jenny. Victory! <laughs> the next nine minutes were a whirlwind of chaos, but they managed to get the boy through the barrier <laughs> at Molly's insistence. Fred and George popped up and helped them get his trunk into the compartment. She handed Ron an extra sandwich and muttered, Tell him that everywhere else is full. He dutifully nodded. As the train took off, she waved to her children, including the newest one. Bristling with pride, she began to head back to the burrow. There was simply no time to waste. She had a jumper to knit. <laughs> That is absolutely hands down. And I, I introduced you to that. You did. <laughs> and I love it so much. And it is my hands down all time favorite headcanon. Not a good! Like her children just <laughs> screaming it as they like. Pat with muggles, of course! <laughs> like, she, like she has been to that fucking platform 20 fucking times. Like, in her, yeah. like over and over and over again. For years she's been going. You know, there's, of course she didn't fucking like, forget How could you forget? Shut up, Percy. Yeah. <laughs> Same place every year. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. And it's just so Molly, too. Like, yeah. I can absolutely see her oh, totally. doing that. It's great. And see, there you go, people. I'm gushing about that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yay, fan fiction! <laughs> Wait, who wrote that one? I don't know that it's actually accredited. Well, um, maybe see. maybe we can throw out their Tumblr handle. Um, okay, Marauders Forever. Marauders Forever. We love you. With a four. With a four. Forever with a four. Oh, okay. I was like, is where is the four? Is it is it in Marauders? <laughs> forever. And it's okay, so it's Marauders four number four E V R. Okay. So forever. And we'll we'll post this for sure. You're gonna Yes. Share it to Slack. I will. <laughs> I will. And I'll make sure that you guys have access to it too because it's great. 
And so I, we can go back to other Weasleys now, <laughs> but that no, was... I'm just kidding. Uh, I know, that, so Ron is our next one on my Ron. list. Ron. We have so many feelings about Ron. I used to really like Ron. I, I don't hate Ron. I don't hate him either. I, he's funny. He has his moments, and he's definitely funny. He's fucking snarky in a way that you don't really get to see until he's away from his family. And he's mean spirited, so I do have that in common with him as well. Because I have a tendency to be a bit mean spirited really as well. Fucking nasty. I'm and not really usually annoying. as rude about it as he is, but sometimes I can be. But he, he okay. So there's a lot of confusion over Harry's best friend. So I have I have something to say. Capital S. I have something. To say about who Harry's best friend is. Harry's best friend is fucking Hermione. I agree. It's not his two best friends. Harry's best friend is Hermione. Harry's brother is Ron. Yeah, Ron I... is more of a brother to Harry than he is a friend. And they get into fights. And they get jealous of each other. And he's family. Yeah, he, he is more family than friend for sure. But, you know, I always can kind of considered most of my best friends to be family as well. The kind of family that you pick. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened with them. It's the kind of family that your mom picks for you as she's <laughs> thrusting sandwiches into your hands and making you go sit with your new friend. Right, exactly. Make friends with him, Ron. <laughs> okay. Tell him everywhere else is full. And he does. He does. Yes. Um, I don't know if that part holds true for with me, but like, I still think it's fun. But yeah, so Hermione is definitely more of his best friend than Ron. My main issue with Ron is that he has a tendency to be overly jealous, and he's not as loyal. And coming from a Hufflepuff, that's kind of a main thing for me. Yeah. Like, I, I really admire loyalty, and I expect my friends to be loyal to me as I'm loyal to them. Yeah. So when Ron's just like, oh, you got, you could have at least told me that you were going to get into the Triwizard Tournament and doesn't believe him. Dude, book four Ron makes me so fucking angry. I, right. would, I would throw a fucking trophy at him too. Yeah. And I, shit I face. can't believe how forgiving Harry is. I, I'm not a forgiving person. So that's really struggled for me as well. Like, he's like, oh, I don't need to hear that you're sorry. Uh, no, bitch, you better be groveling. Harry, <laughs> I think somebody might be trying to kill you. Yeah, you think? Yeah, <laughs> So then there's that, and then also book seven, Ron, where he just bounces because he, he can't control his, his horcrux moodiness. Because he gets hangry. Okay, in defense of people who get hangry, because I, mean, I, get I hangry have- too, but like, because- mm, You're- you get hangry like Hermione gets hangry. I get hangry like Ron gets hangry. Where literally every other sentence out of my mouth is, I'm hungry. And I can't even fucking think, and if you try to like, distract yeah, me I, with I nonsense can... about horcruxes and- and Death Eaters, all I want to do is scream, give me food! Despite my figure, I can actually push away my hunger pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. And I'm really mean about it sometimes. Uh, my sister can get real bitchy. She calls it when, when she gets hangry, and she's like, the bitch is coming out! <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Karen, well, go. Yeah, so, I mean, I get it. What's the most that we have to say about is Ron is like, yeah, yeah he gets cranky just, when he's hungry, I guess. Like, <laughs> That's just, all we know about him. <laughs> I like him, but like, he's not my favorite, certainly not my favorite Weasley. And I really hold it against him that he is just so wishy-washy with his friendship to, or with his loyalty to Harry. And that offends me on a personal level. Which is really, it kind of puts a, it throws a little wrench into the, the fan theory that the Golden Trio are personifications of the other three houses besides Gryffindor. So the theory is that Harry is very much a, a Slytherin, Hermione is very much a Ravenclaw, and Ron is very much a Hufflepuff. 
Hufflepuff, and that the three of them were sorted into Gryffindor because all three of them chose to be, which is a way of saying that everyone can choose to be brave. Yeah, I don't see Ron as a Hufflepuff, despite the fact that he likes I to think eat. if he... <laughs> I think if he had not had so many older brothers that he felt that he was constantly being compared to and never living up to, I think he would be a very different person. And that he... That's probably his, his skills and abilities would be more appreciated for what they are. Yeah. No, Hermione I mean, definitely... I mean, he is pretty Potter. ride or die. Like, he, he will fucking throw down, but... I think he's a pretty her- solid Gryffindor, actually. Yeah. It's, you know, he was about to punch Malfoy. Hermione got there first. I know. It's I so love good. that scene so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's even good in the movie, and I don't speak very highly of the movies nope, ever, but, like, like that one scene is like, yes! <laughs> Nailed it. And I like and when they go back in time, and, he, and Harry's like, nice punch. Yeah. <laughs> like that seems to awesome, too. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't waste my time too much no, on that. No, but... watch this, the scene of it happening again. Okay. Harry got to watch oh, right, right, right. Hermione punch Malfoy I got twice. It. I'm like, I wouldn't, you know, go out of her way about it. No, nope. <laughs> like, don't watch that fucking movie. It's all trash. But they do have trash. certain... They do trash. have... <laughs> yes, I agree. They're trash. I'm done. They, I'm sorry. <laughs> they do have... They are trash overall. I agree. But they do have... All of the movies have scenes that are like, okay, yes. Like, even the sixth movie, which I detest, the ones that bit, I love. I got no complaints about that. I'll allow that back into canon. Me too. Which is, like, the only thing in the movies that is not in the books that I'm like, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That seems like a thing. <laughs> We're off on a tangent. We're moving back to Ginny, or we're not. We're moving on to Ginny because Ron's kind of boring. I'm done with Ron. I am too. Yeah. yeah. So Ginny's cool. You, I know that you you rank Ginny higher than I did. So yeah, I think she's like number two. Three or number, yeah, number two or three. Yeah, I rank Ginny really highly. So um, you, can, you can talk about her then. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I like her a lot. She's feisty as hell. She really grows into herself, and that's not just like physically. Um, she really comes into her own. From a ten-year-old girl who who's like shy talking, who to literally me. cannot speak in front of the boy she has a crush on, to uh, a young woman that'll fucking hex your stupid face off if you've talked shit about anybody in the hallways, and that includes you know Neville and Luna. Like she's extremely protective of her friends, and she's always down to throw down. And I think one of the coolest things about her, as far as like interpersonal relation re- relationships go, is that of all of her siblings, it's not Ron that she's the closest to it's the twins and the twins are the closest to her there's a scene in book four after the quidditch world cup where fucking muggles are under attack and there's fires have been set and mr weasley tosses them out of the the tent and like to go in the woods and they get split up and for a really long time i was like the way that they get split up it's the twins and Ginny versus the the golden trio and i was like oh no Ginny probably would have wanted to be with the kids that are closer to her age but not no she definitely was exactly where she wanted to be and and she's for sure as into pranking as her as her older brothers are she never became a head girl or like a prefect because she doesn't play by the rules right she's a fucking athlete first and foremost her studies come somewhere second and fucking doing whatever the fuck she wants the rest of the time is 
Because she's a very able witch, too. Like She I think, totally is. I think that... It's just not the most important thing to her. Right. I mean, her magic is important to her, but can- canonically, she becomes she becomes a member of the Holyhead Harpies. Like, right. her, her career after Hogwarts is to be an athlete, to be a professional athlete on Britain's only all-female all team. Yeah. I, I find that extremely impressive and... Uh, and I and I suspect that uh, poor Slughorn had a hand in introducing her to Gwynog Jones. I'm sure he did. I mean, she was part of the Slug Club, so yeah. it is entirely likely that she had a kind of a nudge up. Yeah. Must be nice. Mm, must be nice <laughs> to have Slughorn on your side. <laughs> uh, uh, nice Hamilton. Thank you. <laughs> That's proud of it. It'll, yeah. be the, it'll be the one sound clip our, our boss at Undisclosed Location ever bothers to listen to. Right. And if you can still link to things, that may be what we need to, to part on. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about Ginny? Just that she's she's cool. I like I like Ginny, too. I just, I don't have as much to say. I, I did like this scene, though, when, in book five, when they're trying to get into Umbridge's office, and she suggests that they're letting off garroting gas, and like, <laughs> and... Hermione's just like, that came to you real quick. And she's like, yeah, Fred and George were planning on it before they left. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cool. (laughs) Like, just utterly unfazed. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel about being garroted by gas. But (laughs) I think I would feel really bad, like, negatively about it. For no, sure, but I love I love the scene too where where she's trying to get, tell people to leave the area by saying that someone let off garden gas, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, I can't see any gas. By all means, come forward, and then your body will prove the next idiot that will believe yeah. me." You know, and I'm like, "Yay!" So she, she's also uh, oh, I was gonna say something about Dumbledore's army. Oh, she's like a she's like a really good soldier in Dumbledore's army. Yeah. You know, she's one of the few people who goes with Ron and Hermione and Harry to the Ministry of Magic in Book Five. She throws down against fucking Death Eaters and isn't even murdered. Like she. <laughs> She kicks ass. She's fucking she great. She holds Yeah, she really, she stands yeah. her ground. She's a total fucking Gryffindor. She stands her fucking ground. It's like uh, Agent Carter when, uh, oh god, I'm gonna totally butcher this quote. When her niece, Agent Sharon Carter in, in Marvel MCU, asks her, how did you survive all those years? And she was just like, you know, when I could let shit go, I, I did. And then when I couldn't, it was my job to stand my ground. And when they came to tell me to move, to say, no, you move. And that's totally Ginny Weasley right there, is I'll go with the flow until it's time to stand my ground, and then you move. Yeah. And that's a witch I can respect. I mean, she's totally Auntie Muriel, like, in miniature. Yeah. Except for little... her bosoms. <laughs> Which, she, she's a little bit more liberal than her her. Oh, of course. Great, great she is raised, like, a century later. Right. Muriel's old as fuck. I hope I can ever be as old as Auntie Muriel. Holy shit. <laughs> she, I still love that. She never brought your dress is much to the and look at that muggled girl's ankles they're much too skinny <laughs> I do like her her just I don't love her character she's a bitch but like I think that she's fucking hilarious okay so that brings us to the miscellaneous Weasleys Percy Bilius and Muriel we lumped them all together I don't really have a lot to say about any of them that I haven't already said Bilius is fucking hysterical was probably an alcoholic, never married for some reason, even though his favorite party trick was to pulling pull up his robes and, and pulling, pulling bunches flowers of flowers out of his ass. Well, you know, well, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a gem! We've already got our deep question, but yeah. for another time, that could be a deep question. What is the lineage of the Weasley family and, uh, like, how that all works out? If anybody knows, you should hit us up on Facebook. On Facebook! Trolls in the Dungeon Which we've never podcast. mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, never. Please like our page. Please, please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. That's see, that's exactly <laughs> the attitude why we can't be uh, anything but spam. Right. Yeah. We're not. We're, we're, we're are, begging for likes. We are not real journalists. I don't know if the BuzzFeed Room of Requirement Facebook group moderator is aware of this, but we're not real journalists. No, we're barely real podcasters. Although we are on Spotify. I, we're officially on Spotify. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Eventually, we'll be on iTunes at some point. Hopefully, I know. I mean, Anchor's still working on it, so, so I, I put it in their so. capable developer hands. Yes. Percy, anything to say there? Percy should have been the one died instead of Fred. That's that's a lot. That's that's a lot to say. I like Okay, the thing is I find like, him redeeming at the end. Book seven Percy agreed, makes me cry. But I think it would have been a better redemption for him to be the one to die. She wasn't if, trying to redeem anything. She was trying to break our fucking hearts. Yeah. I just read a thing where she straight up said that if I hadn't had a clear image of Hagrid carrying Harry out of the fucking woods I would have knocked him off a long time before. Hagrid? I know! I was like, ah! <laughs> No! Oh my god, I so, would have been yeah. a big fucking mess yeah. for days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might have had to put the book down for a little while. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's our episode of the Weasleys. We're gonna ask you a deep question. Yes. Uh, which is, once a person dies, they can either choose to become ghosts, Nearly Headless Nick chose that path. There's lots of Hogwarts ghosts. There's probably lots of ghosts around the countryside. Choose the path of being ghosts, or they they could move on. Right, and that's the one. That's what we've you know dealt with in the in canonically. You have either those choices. However, I read a headcanon where it was talking about Fred Fred becoming a ghost, hanging out with with George for a while. No, no, no. Or, no, no he, he's friends with like peeves and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. and they and they're just like making the shift and like goofing around with the older students and stuff. And, and then, then once George dies, he's never seen again. Never seen him again. So our deep question is, and I swear to God, like I probably could have let Sandy just say all of those words without stepping all over them, but here we are. <laughs> the story of my life. I step on her at work too. <laughs> Can ghosts move on after they've decided to become ghosts? So is that headcanon even possible? What do you think, please? Please give us your impressions or your opinions or your headcanons. We really want to hear it. We do. That brings us, I guess, into Trolls of the Episode, which basically we've already... I think we've already mentioned them, haven't we? Mm-mm. We did not? Our Troll of the Episode today, I'm nominating Andrew Wheeler, Scott Pruitt's fucking oh. uh, replacement at the EPA. He is going to gut everything that keeps our water clean and our air breathable and keeps animals off of the endangered species list. Yep. Uh, so I'm dubbing him Hexus. Ugh, God. Because you know, we don't want, you know... America is about to become Fern Gully. We don't, we don't need like, drinkable water or in. breathable air. What are you telling me? You're asking for Environmental too much. regulations help rebuild this fucking country. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I don't understand the concept. Like, why would you want shit to be poisoned? Why is that important to you? Because that you, you would can make money. fight for it? I don't understand. Like, to me, but I, money is not worth that. No. And I don't, like, it's not that much, it's not more valuable than the entire world. Right. I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. And no. for that reason, I nominate Andrew Wheeler. I absolutely 
agree with that. I thought we were gonna, we were talking initially about idiot who nah, but he's like he's, he already got fucked over. So yeah. sentient marshmallow Adam Bloom who called the cops on a black woman trying to use a pool. But you know what? Shit, that's, that's small fry, small right? fry I, in comparison you know, to a already, whole fucking nation. He already got fucking fired. His life is already imploding. I don't feel like I need to dump on pile on if you feel trolls at home. But honestly, I'm yeah, much more this, concerned with Texas. Same. This is all very worrying stuff and. I don't really understand why they'd want to do that because they have to fucking live here too. And money is not really going to save them from being able to breathe air or, you know, drink water. Maybe stocked up on oxygen tanks. Maybe. But Just... where do they fill oxygen tanks? A forest? Forest that we're not going to have anymore? <laughs> I actually have no idea how oxygen... <laughs> I should do some research on this. Yeah. Cause I, I, Maybe they I'm just leave curious. them out in a room. <laughs> Open. I don't know. I don't I don't scuba dive, thank goodness. Andrew Wheeler. Fuck choke. You, dude. Choke and die. Yeah, choke in your, your own environment that you're going to yeah. help create. I hope that forever there will be methane in your water and fucking insecticide in your food, and it drives you absolutely insane. And not just, like, annoyed insane, where you're like, ah, you're driving me insane, but it, like, literally breaks your brain. I hope so. Or, like, makes your stomach bleed. Ooh, I can be cool be with that, too. Or just, like, anal leakage. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I curse you to a lifetime of diaper wearing. Yeah. And then I hope some asshole fucking makes diapers a fucking taxable luxury item so that you have to pay more money for them, just like we have to do with our tampons. Right. Cool. I think that's our episode. Yeah. And fuck you, Andrew Wheel. Was it Wheeler? Yeah, I think so. Eh, who gives a fuck? You're a piece of shit. And fuck you. And Scott Pruitt's a piece of shit, too. But at least he's quoting fucking weenie-ass piece of shit. All right. Anyway, that's today's episode of Trolls in the Dungeon. Don't hurt yourself on the way out. Bye.